0: What's up, everyone? It is July 17th, 2019. Welcome into this edition of Washington Football Crunch. I am Micah Chen of Cascadia Preps, and I am joined by Luke Monger of Dogman and Jackson Garner of Coog Fan. So this time of year, there's a lot of preseason hype. You know, we've already seen some media days, and also we get some award watch lists, including the Doak Walker Award, which is given to the top college running back in the country. But on this list, you know, we got Max Borgi of WSU, but there are no Utah running backs that they believe could potentially win the award. Luke, does this bother you? Yeah, it's
1: really shocking, I think.
0: Strange,
2: uh, yes. That is the strange. best way to put
1: it. And, I mean, uh, I mean, not to mention there are over 70 people on the list with, uh, you know, like right now just looking at the top of the list – Uh, Trey Harbison from Northern Illinois Is more likely apparently To be um, a Doak Walker Award winner Uh, And the other thing like, When was the I I was thinking about this I think in the last 11 years uh, Because I was looking this up to kind of Wonder what Savon would be like this year In the last 11 years 10 times has the Husky Leading rusher had 200 touches you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Like they get it, they they find a guy and they they give him the ball. Yeah. So the last time it didn't happen, uh Levon Coleman and Dwayne Washington basically evenly split the work, and the last time before that was like freshman year Lewis Rankin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they <laughs> great like, name have drop right the there. Huskies, even in bad years, have um like historically, at least in recent history, just had really productive running backs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh so for that reason I just can't even imagine that I just yeah, I, there I don't are understand. Seventy I d- plus running backs more that's likely the thing. to be better than Savonak. Like just play the Spencer odds. Brown from UAB. Just play. Johnny yeah. Brooks from Tulsa and Darius Bradwell from Tulane. Those names are literally back to back to back.
0: Would you feel comfortable though separating Savon Achmed from the rest of the running back room and having that be the official nomination? because you said does it past, matter though? You could see a guy like Sean McGrew also uh, becoming the bell cow, uh, and then having Savon Achmed do his thing where he comes in as uh, as a speed guy and you know uh, they need an explosive play. Uh, so it's. I'm sure they do their background research on e- each running back. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think
1: regardless of whether or not Savon will be, he the should lead at back, least be on. You have, th- have to roll the dice them. on U-dubs <laughs> most likely to be lead running back than Bowling Green's most likely to be lead running back. Exactly. This is purely just a number. There's game. literally, you know what? And I I hope I'm wrong. In freezing cold takes gets a hold of this podcast, but there's <laughs> no way North Texas. DeAndre Torrey wins the Delk Walker Award. He's going to make this is a plausible flash. situation in which Savan Ahmed wins <laughs> the Delk Walker Award,
2: right? I mean, you are literally just playing a numbers like these preseason nominations for the, or the candidate lists are so irrelevant. But at least just to get play the numbers right, choosing a Washington running like does not McGrew. Uh, you know, whatever running back you want to choose, well, go really for it. Two, I would say, fine. You know, choose Ahmed. I don't, I don't care. Choose one of them. Yeah. But re- like, really, DeAndre Torrey? like you have out of seventy-two running backs, you can choose in the country. You don't think there is a little bit of a chance that one of them that might be the best in the country is coming from the University of Washington? Like, I, I just I find that, that insane. For the playoffs. Insane. And when was <laughs> yeah. the last time that Washington State had a running back on this list and UW didn't? That's probably the better question.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, here's a running back that could potentially be featured on one of these lists down the line. Uh, Sam Adams Jr. announced this past week that he is going to the University of Washington. Um, he is the bell cow back that we have all been dreaming about, he's got the it factor. He's special. I mean, come on. This is it. We found our we found, you know it's found their guy. It's great. Yeah, well it's
1: great, first of all, uh, just that they uh were able to haul in some elite talent from the state. For whatever reason it feels like like the true cream of the crop talent in the state of Washington, the Huskies have had for whatever reason a hard time retaining that, whether that be even in this class like Savelle Smalls. Um or in the past at... Or G. Scott. <laughs> yeah, G. Scott, part never, of this class. Never really getting off the Treshawn ground. Treshawn Harrison, part of this, or p- the previous class.
0: Oh, uh, what about um, Foster Sorrell? Foster Sorrell. Foster Sorrell, yeah. You know, so it feels good. Like, Tr- it's like Connor Wellington, yeah.
1: This is a guy that you dream about going to Dub. He has a dad who obviously played in the NFL, um, but also played at Texas A&M, right? So that was a tough one. You have SEC on his, knocking on his door. He visited Florida. He visited Ohio State. Um, but the Huskies were able to to haul him in, which I think is a huge thing. Um, I want to give an like if there were recruiting statistics, I'd like to give an assist to Tracy Ford. I feel like just any FSP kid deserves <laughs> Tracy gets an assist for. Uh so like n- not that very not very that it's true. Not that it's foul play or anything like that, right? Like obviously uh he's not like hey, you know, uh I'm going to make this offer sweeter for you or anything like that.
2: As far as we know, just kidding. Just kidding. kidding. Yeah. But
1: but I do think that he is like, I do think that Tracy uh, does help. I mean, keep talent in the state of Washington, if for nothing else, that they have this great training resource at their feet. And
2: I think he just makes it feel like a community, you know, like staying that, like there's importance. And he, for some reason, I feel like kids see the importance of valuing their own community when they train with it, yeah. other people from yeah. there, there is it means a uh, lot know, coming from Tracy. It is kind members. of cool to see that. Um, I don't know if people necessarily realize that, and, and I and people who kind of maybe knock Tracy for getting for for having a lot of kids go to UW. Like I feel like that is a strong thing. It's not necessarily him or him pushing players in any direction. Yeah. It's literally just the fact that he has a training facility that fosters a great community in UW's backyard. Yeah, he raises the whole like, value he of the can't, same. there's nothing he can, what do you want him to move? Like, I feel like it's really more that than him <laughs> you pushing kids any other direction.
1: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, it, 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 And then just kind of moving on back to Sam, one of the reasons that I, I think that people are so excited about this Is that there are just never big running backs out west. And when there are, it's like one a class and they end up in uh, SEC country. Like, uh, for example, in this class, uh, is it, what's his name? Zach Evans. Oh, no, he's from Texas. That doesn't really count as much. Kendall Milton, right? From California.
0: What about that kid from Phoenix that's like, or from Arizona? Bijan
1: Robinson. Yeah. But even he's six feet 200, right? That's pretty big, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's big. Uh, It's about the same size as Sam. Sam's a little longer. But I mean, for the most part, if you have like a, like, a guy that you envision being this big bruiser back. They're either from Texas or Florida or uh, somewhere in the Southeast, or they uh, good point, are yeah. from California and have an offer from everywhere in the country and end up going to LSU, Auburn, Alabama, something like that. So the Huskies, the fact that they had like a, an, as easy of an opportunity to haul in a big back that's as talented as Sam as they ever would – and capitalized on it i think is just very reassuring for husky fans
0: he's special man i mean like i don't even care about jv on sunday i don't i, I don't even care about richard Newton. i love the goggles but this guy just feels like <laughs> as soon as he uh, him and him and uh, sam heward and it just it makes sense you you, you want to see him play as a redshirt freshman or even as a true freshman, just become the starter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably get up to 220. Well, you, you always you always root for the local guy, and, and not
1: only is he a local guy, but y- you feel connected to his family because of his dad, obviously being Sam Adams Senior, uh, the former Seahawks defensive lineman. Uh, like it, it would just be awesome. It's 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 a hard story not to root for with the local kid staying home, uh, following in his dad's footsteps of being a, a Washington State football icon or a state of Washington football icon <laughs> and uh yeah you know it, it's i think it's a really cool story uh it's an opportunity that the huskies could like not couldn't miss as in it was impossible for them to miss but they couldn't afford to miss and they they didn't mess it up which was awesome
2: for what it's worth sam adams sam adams father not sam Adams the second the super bowl winner with the ravens let me touch his super bowl ring when i used to play basketball with hey. sam uh sam adams second's older brother Taryn Oh yeah, now, I don't
1: know nice. what Three I don't brothers.
2: know what that I don't know what that's worth, but it was I pretty think it's cool. Well, that was great. The ring itself worth a lot. I, or a lot, I promise you The ring itself is worth a lot. Touching it was pretty cool too. Yeah. That's, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Well, I,
0: mean, that, that's like <laughs> I appreciate <everybody>. that input. <laughs> hey, I think that's cool, man. Like the 2000 Ravens defense he was on that, like that's a that's a special team. That's one like, of the best. Yeah, it's like that's one of the only ones you remember like i don't know who won the 2011 super bowl you know i think it might have been the packers i, I probably do know uh i think it was aaron <laughs> rogers holding up the trophy with the heavyweight belt around
2: uh I think but it was yeah, yeah.
0: Discount double check you mean
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the discount yeah that was the discount double check strong. yeah watch us be wrong about that we're
1: gonna get just aaron Rodgers <laughs> 2011
0: <laughs> super bowl champs i swear that's they won a the super bowl it might have been 2010 though I'm gonna look it up right now. Someone
2: yeah, Luke, look this up. Luke, look. We we can't go. We can't go a second further until we know. Yeah. this.
0: Super Bowl
1: uh, 2011. Uh, holy cow! It, 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 oh, the champion were. Are you ready? Yes. The Green Bay Packers. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. I, God, I thought yeah. we were about to just look like fools and
0: not be only, able to well, know. It's the only one, man.
2: Eight years <laughs> back, history.
0: I just pulled that number out of my ass. The 2011s. So. That was pretty yeah. good.
2: That was, yeah. I'll be honest. I'm te- like I pride myself on being pretty good about history, but when it comes to on the spot history, like you like trivial history, I cr- oh, I'm so bad.
0: Yeah, you're like competing and like,
1: yeah. in
2: this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm Dude, terrible.
1: It's amazing how much looking at a 2011 roster can feel like ancient history,
2: right? So, yeah.
0: yeah. It the- is saying the early 2010s makes. Makes it sound like a long time ago.
1: Yeah, gosh dang, Richard Mendenhall. Oof, that's oh, a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's isn't a name. That sweet.
2: <laughs>
0: Wasn't
1: he the running back? Chris yeah. Chambers. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, oh man, that is just tough on the ears to Chris Chambers. <laughs>
0: We
2: could probably do that for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Just just sitting here naming names and just laughing. Yeah, like
1: Can I name one more on this? <laughs> yes, the yes. Yeah. I think <laughs> laugh is Donald Driver.
2: Donald yeah, he's, a, he's a legend. He's a legend. There he you go. A, he yeah. is a legend. That might be. That might be more like Early two thousands more so than the twenty tens,
0: but yeah, and that's yeah. why that's what's so amazing. About I don't it. mind the yeah. legends. It's when you named Chris Chambers, and I go, "Oh yeah, fantasy football." Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> played for Miami. That's that's. When the, <laughs> uh, oh, those were the days. No, yeah. So, uh, but yo, know, getting back to the Utah football team this year. Uh, so basically. There's like six UW DBs that I projected to break out. And I'm not talking about like Miles Bryant and Keith Taylor because those guys are pretty much yeah. locked into the roles. They're household names already. But I'm talking real breakout DBs. And yes, I include Elijah Molden in that uh, category yeah. with the likes of Kyler Gordon, Julius Ervin, uh Cameron Williams, mm-hmm. Dominic Campton. Like we keep hearing how awesome these guys are. But who's the true breakout guy from that group? I, okay, so
1: if I were to make a pick, I would honestly pick Cameron Williams. I was like, what, the this breakout. year?
0: Uh, no, I'm talking this season. Yes,
1: Luke. And here's why. Over okay. Kyler? G- oh my
0: god. Well, because
1: you have to think about like the clearest path to playing the majority of snaps. You know what I mean? So essentially, um, Cameron Williams is battling for one of two safety spots with uh, Brand, or like the n- names like Brandon McKinney, Isaiah Gilchrist, Alex Cook. Um, Asa Turner That kind of group Right Asa's not even there yet But yeah you're No right. exactly So that's what I'm saying So I, I mean Who's the elder statesman Of the safeties Brandon McKinney <laughs> You know what I mean Isaiah Gilchrist Yeah yeah, Isaiah Gilchrist I mean he's the oldest One in the room in But, terms but what about Miles Bryant
0: playing safety Or Kyler yeah, Gordon I mean Irving Those happen. guys are also but again, In the safety room
1: Well, Miles, but none none of them have started at safety in the UW career. The only person who's started a game at safety at UW is Brandon McKinney. And he has one start at safety. So like Cameron Williams is a young name who isn't battling against a ton of experience. And for that reason, I think that he has the highest chance of playing the most snaps if that oh, makes wow. sense. So for that reason I'm picking Cameron Williams. Well, if you're on the field, is, you assume they're going to do something. Like
0: <laughs> you can't you exactly. can't play the most yeah, and I not mean, be you good. can't <laughs>
1: like if you're out there 80% of the snaps, like you're going to break out in some way shape or form, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Oh no, you're not going to be on the field 80% of the time if you're not doing something cool. If you don't. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
1: and even if you aren't making great plays and just uh, like doing your role, like there'll be one wounded duck floated in the air over the course of the season that you'll step under and get an interception, you know what I mean? I like the pun. Uh, okay. So I, I think Cameron Williams, and the other reason that I'd say that is if there were Vegas odds, he'd probably be lower than Kyler Gordon. Uh, so much, so and good Julius Irvin, yeah. Yeah, and Julius Irvin and Even Elijah Hurley, Molden. Yeah. Uh, so Cameron Williams, I think uh, if there were, if Vegas had an option to put money on the breakout UW young secondary star, Cameron Williams would be my pick for this year.
0: So with Cameron Williams... Is he as old as he looks in pictures? Or is that... I mean, he doesn't look like an 18-year-old guy.
1: No. So, I mean, uh, Cameron Williams it, uh, has alpecia. Oh. Uh, yeah, which isn't like... I mean, obviously, it's not like a, a threatening illness, but he doesn't grow hair. Uh, but it, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Uh, it definitely, I mean...
0: Oh, okay, n- I see that now. I get it now. I get yeah. it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, that makes you know, sense. it does. He's a mature-looking fella, too. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, even on top of that, I mean, he's almost two hundred pounds. I think, and he's eighteen years old. So either way, yeah, he well, wouldn't look like an eighteen-year-old. So, year so old.
0: he's the reason why he's bald. It's not by choice. It's basically because uh, there was a player on Utah State when Utah was playing in a tournament. Yeah, that had that same. Uh, il- I don't, yes. don't want to say illness, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's fairly common. It's, it's yeah <laughs> it's, condition. Yeah. yeah, yeah condition. Yeah, it's uh, okay. No, that explains that. It is All the right. same thing, uh, but yeah.
1: He uh, he definitely doesn't look like a, a true freshman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I'm predicting that he won't play like a true freshman. Ooh. <laughs> Unless he's a <laughs>
0: UW DB true freshman, which they all ball out. Yeah, exactly. It's if first, you it, you know what, if you play as a
1: true freshman at UW, uh, you are a monster, and
0: that's a fact. Yeah, especially in a secondary. Uh, so, uh, whoever is going to be the next Washington State quarterback. Uh, they need to understand. Of course, we
2: don't want to talk about the breakout DB of WSU. You know, and never, no. Whenever we talk about DBs, it's never about the WSU DBs. Of course, it's DBU. Jackson, Jimmy personal? Lake. Oh, because it is. It, I'm just joking with you guys. <laughs> yeah. no. Um, like,
1: hey, I thought I mean, no one in the Washington State football community has ever heard of Jimmy Lake, right? Yeah, of course, right? Yeah, I thought that was uh-huh. the rule.
2: That is kind of that is kind of the rule. I did break that one a little bit.
0: I mean, if you want to talk about Bryce Beekman, <laughs>
2: no, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Because because clearly we don't want to talk about it. But you know, I don't think anyone wants um, to hear
0: about it right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it, I mean we can talk Especially about just Thompson. especially just after the the best defensive back on the team just left. I mean, there wouldn't be any place for another rising star defensive back to step up in the mix. But uh, that's just my
0: opinion. Whoa. You got Marcus Strong and you got Skylar Thomas, and they're good. Yeah, yeah. uh, What? What more? Well, they, uh, they need a lot more. <laughs> they, they, they need somebody to play free safety. They need somebody to play strong safety. Need yeah, okay.
2: Well, we could – let's – let's have, okay, here okay, we okay, go. Fine. Now now we have you somewhere want, to start here. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're doing this. I'm dragging this one out. <laughs> yeah, okay. So now there's a DB – or there's a safety spot that needs to be open, and that's why it's probably going to be Tyrese Ross. Tyrese Ross is who a lot of people of coaches in particular have talked about him a ton in his redshirt freshman year or his true freshman year, stepping into his retro freshman year. And, and, I mean, a lot of people, kind of the conventional thinking was George Hicks is the next one. You know, Sean Harper gone, Darren Moulton gone. He's the next one in line to step in. Now with this whole Jalen Thompson thing, that Tyrese Ross has an unbelievable opportunity to step in. And a lot of people were thinking that he was going to be in that, one of those two safety roles to begin with, moving Skylar Thomas into the nickel position. And and, so you, and opening you, up you the safety. You put
0: him ahead of uh, Beekman at free safety.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would. So I would. Okay. but I do. Th- I think Beekman. I think you know Beekman will play too.
0: Well, he has um, to now.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, some some guys are going to be forced to play. Um, but I, I do think I have Tyrese Ross ahead safety. ahead of all of them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Skyler Ooh. Thomas stays in. Glad we glad we got that conversation <laughs> <laughs> in me there. Too. I think that was I think that was relevant enough for uh, yeah for hey, our podcast. Worst
1: case scenario, everyone is now more informed yes
0: because everybody wants to believe that it's like a 15-man competition because there's so many juco transfers and i just love this
2: i know i know no one listening can actually see this i just love that our script says pick one breakout db who is it not really referencing uw or wsu it could go either way but we all know which way it's going to go when talking about (laughs) db's and in the state of Washington. So, if you're
1: being honest with us, you weren't surprised when it went I was out. not
2: surprised at all. In fact, that rant there was partly scripted, yeah, assuming say, yeah, that came, that assuming came high, that man. this was going to happen. But at least I got to pull my uh, pull my little plan into action. So yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, so I, I, what I was saying was that like with the Washington State quarterback, uh, you got to have some traits. And who better to talk about that than Luke Falk? And he told Kook Fan, there's four yeah. parts of being a WSU quarterback that you need to have to be successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest thing that he said was having your own effect on the offensive group. And basically, like it doesn't matter if you're a guy like Luke Falk where you're like a silent leader or Trey Tinsley who's like a rah-rah guy. You've got to be able to influence these guys and motivate them in, 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 in a similar way. Uh, with these three guys competing for the job, Guru, Tinsley, and Gordon, who would you say kind of brings the energy the most? Like who influences the skill players into offensive line?
2: Bring the I would say out? right now, at at you know from what we've seen, Anthony Gordon would be that guy who really moves people and and kind of inspires. We haven't seen a whole lot of Gage Gruber, like I I, and I wouldn't say it's not him. I just you know he hasn't been on the field for that long, and and I don't know, you know. When Gardner Minshew got around, which, which again, this was at the beginning of the fall, there was this instant talk about, yeah, like this guy is connecting well with this team and, and he's stepping right into a leadership role. Like, I think we should grant Gubrud the same opportunity with kind of the summer workouts and kind of garnering respect whether with kind of his own workouts, because in those points in time, it's all, you know... Play ran stuff, yeah. you know. You don't have your coaches there with you, so I feel like you kind of have to give him at least that opportunity. Everyone, and I feel like this question is kind of edged in a way to say Gage Gubrud. Like everyone wants to yeah, just finally say Gage Gubrud is going to be the yeah. guy, and maybe we will say that. But you at least have to wait until August second sure. when well, camp opens up to let people say, oh, you know. Goober's really commanding the offense yeah. right now. We just haven't had that opportunity.
1: What I was going to say is what I love about this podcast is that I feel like we always give the disappointing answer to the fans. <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? <laughs> it's because we're so often yeah. talking. We're, we're, we build up, we're speculating, and we're, we're building up mm-hmm. and then talking about something before it happens, and then we wait and see what happens, and then we give our opinion on exactly. what happened. Exactly,
1: but it's just funny because like, I remember... Uh, before spring ball, it's like, who's going to take the first rep with the first team for the Huskies in the spring? And we're all like, Jake Hainer. <laughs> yeah. like, do you mean he'll take no. the seventh yeah. rep? <laughs> you know? Don't say that. They'll bring Sam Hewitt yeah. in to practice first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. Everyone always wants the exciting answer. But the cold, hard reality of of football in particular, because it's a game of 11 people doing separate jobs... Is the simpler it is, the better it is. And people do not like that answer. Well, people really actually, do not like is keep simplicity. The,
0: Luke Falk wants you to keep the offense simple. Yes. Uh, like that's what made Minchu thrive is that, you know, there's obviously a steep learning curve uh, in Mike mm-hmm. Leach's offense. But uh, as long as you make your decisions right away and mm-hmm. not try and take over the game, let the game come to you. It's uh, it's pretty simple to win the competition at that point, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you execute that. And honestly, like, like we all believe that whoever becomes a starter is gonna go three and zero to start the season. You know, playing Houston, playing uh, New Mexico State, and then obviously, you know, I think I don't remember who the first conference game is, but that would obviously be the first big test. But whoever becomes a starter, they, it's pretty hard to mess up this opportunity in the first couple of weeks to really look, like kind of let the offense come to you. Uh, but another part of it is to be decisive. You know, get the ball on play. Let yeah. your playmakers uh, do what they can. Would do what they're you know basically meant to do in open field. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and it's hard. But that's quarterbacking in general. You know, I mean, I, I totally agree with him. Yeah, because a, you yeah, know, a lot of the air like raid all this guess, timing. Right? Yeah. You know, timing. Uh, but you could. I don't think that's WCU specific. I think that's that's pretty much quarterbacking yeah. in general. With a lot of opinions, a lot of different people in your ear you need to be able to call the shots on your own. Definitely. But, yeah.
1: Um, oh, gosh, what was I going to ask? Oh, th- this is random, but I think it's fun to entertain. Just because, I mean, just the dream of the air raid against the air raid with Houston. Yeah. Um, Would, if someone came from the future and said, I can guarantee that the score of that game is 70-56, Cougs win. Would you say, no, I want to see our, our team play some defense? Or would you say, that sounds awesome,
0: I'm in? Seventy points.
2: Oh, if it's a, if there's a win, then I, I absolutely. T- I don't see that's the thing. I don't care how wins happen. I care that wins happen. Um, True. And, and the more wins, the more exciting WSU football is. The more people read my writing, <laughs> and it just works out. It's really about where's my personal gain in all of this. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I hope for. Uh, and if WSU winning. Is what it takes for my personal gain, then then that's what it's got to be. So you know yeah. that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, but yeah, I, and I, again, like seventy to fifty six shootout, who wouldn't want to watch that?
0: No, oh, yeah, hundred percent. Everyone would love yeah. that.
2: And you that's just, that's kind of what you hope when you get two air raid offenses going yeah. at each other. You could
0: easily just write up those fifty six points as an outlier on the season. Like, oh, we we shut out New Mexico State. We ran into a little bit of problems with Houston on our defense, but you know we'll clean it up, and uh, it's not going to happen again the rest of the year, and it won't. So, <laughs> and you guarantee a sweet Mike Leach quote. Yeah, after your defense allows
1: six, or yeah, six you defense. know
2: you're probably you're probably going to be making some sort of Sports Center headline via Mike Leach. Yeah, it works out. If you get one of those a week, then, then you had a good week.
0: He's, a, he's a pretty win. good at roasting his players. Like He's calling his receivers inadequate for a little bit there. Calling his offensive Certainly. line. like Got to tear him off the turf because they're getting pancakes so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so some traits to look for our WC quarterback. But let's start getting ready to wrap it up. If you guys want to see some cool team previews in high school football, you can check it out, CascadiaPreps.com. Uh, we just posted an article on Kennedy Catholic. So if you like you know, Sam Heward and Savelle Smalls and Justin Baker, you can go read that article. Uh, hey, we're all in agreement now that uh, Savelle Smalls is not a traitor, right? Because uh, – and obviously he's, he's never going to be an OKG guy to the locals here. But, I mean, just the idea of going from Garfield to Kennedy Catholic – we're okay I have with no that. problem
2: with that. <laughs> I have no problem with whatever he wants to do. Um, I've become, I have, the idea of moving schools has grown on me a little bit more. I think
0: it has on all of us.
2: I th- and yeah, I think you're right. It has on Culture, all of us.
0: We've got to change with the times.
2: It's like, if you want to do what's best, if what you think is best for you, why should I try and stop you? Because I'm holding on to some tradition that I think is cooler than what you want. I just feel like I'm the old man of this and I don't want to be that old man. (laughs) You know, I don't think any of us want to be that old man and I don't want to hold on to old traditions that clearly young people do not care about because they've shown interest and their role models make super teams. Like that's what cool people do now is they joint forces and what's not cool. Like that is cool joining forces with others, and dominating, I suppose. Um, but it's not, you know, that's not what I did, and I don't have a problem with it. And, you know, I shouldn't look at other people like it is a problem if that's what they want to do.
0: Yeah, so if you like Savelle Smalls, go check out that article. Uh, what's next for you guys?
2: Oh, nothing is next for me until August 2nd when camp starts i will be doing not i'll be playing a lot of golf
1: yeah (laughs) Um, that's nice
2: which i do anyways but be doing a lot of that and taking a lot of time off because once august 2nd hits camp is up and and we're going again so oh i guess i I suppose uh july 24th will be pac-12 media day and I'm not going to be there, so <laughs> I won't be doing that much around it. But, you know, there will be some notable stuff there.
1: Yeah, certainly. But
2: that's about it for me. Yeah. Luke, what, I'm, I'm curious, what what capacity are you going to be covering stuff now? You have a job now. and
1: Yeah, I and, don't know. We're kind of figuring it out. I mean, I think there's going to be two interns next year. Uh, oh, yeah? So that will take the majority of the, the work that I would normally do. And then I think just for the most part, uh, I'm going to be writing when I want about what I want. That's awesome. Which is sweet. That's, I mean, it's fun. That's I, a great rule to have. Platform. There's no financial commitment for them. There's no real time commitment. Well,
0: for there me. never was with financial commitment. That's true. So. <laughs> that's true. But, but it's mean, uh, cool. You got a long leash, though. You got some creative freedom. With exactly. Uh, so it's gonna be good stuff. It'll do. be you know it's the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, but it's gonna be sad uh, unless there are a few weekend practices. I will be. Um, trying to place people at tech companies rather than watching <laughs> fall camp. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Still contributing to the world, even if uh, it's not in our world <laughs> for, the, for the tech stuff. Uh, you can send us an email, micachen at, at yahoo.com, and please follow us on Twitter, at Micah underscore Chen, at Luke Monger, and at Jackson M. Garner. We are signing off. Thank you guys for listening.